This is Vincent, and you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. We all know that liberals lie. They lie all the time. And their friends in the media lie, too. Their uninformed true believers claim that liberals are the smartest people in the room. But facts prove that wherever they have power, there's only failure. Our job is to expose their lies, to stand up to their lies, and to keep our freedom. I want to talk about a few subjects today. First of all, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I can tell you that traffic was heavy on my way to Thanksgiving dinner. Not as heavy as in the past, but still, there was a lot of traffic. It was nice to see so many people disobeying the rules put into effect by politicians. Politicians who were the first to break their own rules. There were states where people were arrested for getting together for Thanksgiving. In Hawaii, there were about 20 arrests made and over a 100 citations issued. And this one is very disappointing. In Nashville, Tennessee, three people were arrested and a number of citations issued. Only a few years ago, there was one newspaper that used to print the number of Yankees moving into Nashville every week. It was on the front page. They didn't want them to move there because they didn't want to become like New York City or Boston, where the crazy liberals make so many stupid rules. And now, they're becoming just like those terrible cities. In Oregon, the proud home of Antifa, a poll said that many citizens agree that turning in their neighbors for getting together on Thanksgiving is a good idea. I don't have any numbers on how many people broke the law, but it sounds like they were too afraid to eat dinner together because they were afraid of the police state. And for those of you who did get together and social distance and wear masks when necessary, good for you. And don't believe all those phony stories about the huge spikes in COVID-19 cases all because of Thanksgiving. Those are lies. In the first place, it's way too soon to even see a spike. And second, they want you to feel guilty because that's what liberals do, make you feel guilty. They're against having fun of any kind. And as an American, you must reject any ideas that encourage them. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And I hope you put up a lot of Christmas lights, too. I'm putting mine up on Wednesday. Liberals hate Christmas in general. But lights really bother them. Because, don't you know, too many lights cause climate change. So please, put up as many Christmas lights as you can just to make the liberals mad. You know, I thought we weren't supposed to look at any polls anymore because they were all wrong in the November election, and they were all wrong in 2016, too. So why are they still taking polls for the special Senate elections in Georgia? Why are they even taking any polls? If they're mostly inaccurate, why would any newspaper or TV news organizations even use them anymore? I mean, if we learned anything about polling in this last election, it's that people lie to pollsters, or that the questions the pollsters ask are slanted in one direction or the other, so that the answer comes out the way the polling company wants. The polls don't reflect the truth. They're used to reinforce an opinion. I think that's what we found out, because only one or two of them came anywhere close to picking the winners or the margins that they would win by. Most of them had Joe Biden winning in a landslide, and they had Democrats winning more seats in the House and even taking control of the Senate. 
The only thing with worse projections than these polls are the computer models that they use to predict climate change. None of them are even close to reality. I think some of the worst polls used in the November election were the Fox News polls, and that's really disappointing. It's no wonder that their ratings have tanked after the election. How can you trust them anymore when they got it so wrong? The guy that runs their polling is apparently a lefty and a real Trump hater, too. So why does he still have a job? And that condescending jerk Chris Steyerwalt, he shouldn't be working at Fox either. He's never hidden his hatred for the president, and he defends their terrible polling, too. If Fox News wants to get their ratings back, the first thing they need to do is fire all of the people connecting with their polling group. Then they should apologize to their viewers, too. If they do that, then maybe some people will come back to watching them. The special Senate election in Georgia is in January, on the 5th, and we're already seeing poll results telling us that the election is dead even between the Marxist Socialist Democrats and the Republicans. This is ridiculous. Why are they even taking polls? Is anyone even answering their questions honestly? No way. But they keep taking these bogus polls anyhow. The only reason they're doing it is to try to influence this election. They're using the polls as a political tool, just like they did in the November election and just like they did in 2016. They don't care if they're accurate. They aren't even trying to be accurate. They're using the polls to raise money and influence the voters. It's as simple as that. If the voters of Georgia have any sense at all, the Republican candidates will win in a landslide. The two Democrat candidates are as radical as any who have ever run in an American election. They're both far-left, radical America-hating lunatics, which in modern politics makes them just middle-of-the-road Democrats. How can the polls be showing a dead heat? Why are they showing a dead heat? Is it because the polling companies are afraid to do anything else? Are they afraid to try to actually predict the winners because they're terrified of more failure? That would make sense. But what would make real sense is that for this election, all polling be suspended. The polls only muddy the waters. And if they're used, they should have a disclaimer saying that the polls have been taken to try to influence voters, not to give them any accurate information. If polls are allowed, they should only be allowed to focus on the positions of the candidates running in the election. The polls in Georgia should be asking voters if they approve of Marxist socialism, or packing the Supreme Court, or getting rid of the Electoral College, or the Second Amendment, or having open borders, or giving statehood to Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia, or adopting socialized medicine. At least if they did that, they'd be educating voters about the real issues in this election. But they won't do anything like that. They'll do their best to hide the issues, and so will the media. They'll try their best to help the Democrats in the race and to hurt the Republicans. Everyone knows that we shouldn't pay any attention to polls anymore, but that won't stop people from taking them. Too bad about that, because the polls have been weaponized, and politicians and the media and the left are using them as a way to convince us to accept some very far-left radical ideas. They want us to believe 
that if we don't support the idea that we're all racist and that capitalism is unfair and that America is a terrible country that has never lived up to its potential, then we're not part of the mainstream. We're not one of the woke people, and the woke people are the cool people. If they ever took a real poll, they'd find out that we don't believe that we're racist and we like capitalism, and that we know that America is a great country. And we know that the real meaning of the word woke is ignorant, because you have to be really dumb to believe the things the woke mob wants you to believe. But that poll will never be taken. So let's just stop taking polls altogether, at least for the time being. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is Joe Biden. He's telling people that he doesn't want to punish President Trump after he leaves office like a lot of people on the left want to do. An article in the Washington Post says that in private, Biden is telling his advisors that he doesn't want his presidency consumed by investigations of his predecessor. What do you think the chances are of that story being false? 50%? 80%? How about 100%? I go with 100%. Nothing will make the base of the Democratic Party or the media turn on Joe Biden faster than if he doesn't put the full force of the Justice Department and the FBI behind an all-out effort to put President Trump in prison. He'll have no choice but to do it. For his own political future, he must do it. President Trump is surely going to run in 2024. And Joe Biden will run again, too, if he's physically able to run. He can't have President Trump dominating the media for the next four years. If you have the choice of interviewing Donald Trump or Joe Biden, who are you going to take? If you want ratings for your network or your newspaper, you're going to ignore Joe Biden and take President Trump. For Joe Biden, the worst thing that could happen is to be completely eclipsed by the guy you stole the election from. No matter what you do, no matter how well the media treats you, Donald Trump will always be front and center, loudly criticizing every dumb move you make. You want to get back into bed with the Iranians? Go ahead. But every media outlet in America will be carrying Donald Trump telling everybody why it's a terrible move and how it'll hurt the chances of making peace in the Middle East. You want to join the Paris climate deal again? Do it. But be prepared for Trump to tell everyone that you're weak on China because you won't get them to join. And if they do join, they'll ignore all the rules. He'll point out that without China completely supporting all of your rules right now, the world will end. And everyone knows that China won't do anything. So what will you and John Kerry do? Will you declare war on China? Because if you don't, the world will burn up and everyone will die? You've been telling everyone for years that this is a national, no, a global emergency. You've been saying that the world will end if we don't do something right now. You could say those things because no one would ever call you out. But Donald Trump will, and you can't have that. You'll have no choice but to try to put Donald Trump in prison. And it can't be any ordinary prison where he'd still be free to talk to the media. It has to be a maximum security prison where he's completely isolated from the outside world. He can't be allowed ever to give any interviews or write any articles 
because the media will cover it, and you'd look bad. And Trump would still be a viable candidate in 2024. No, you have no choice. You have to get the DOJ and the FBI to try to get something on him so he can be arrested, tried, and put into prison. The DOJ and the FBI would like that. They'll happily work with you to put him away. They'll even conduct all of the investigations in secret so that no one will know until you have all of the evidence you need to convict him, even if some of the evidence is completely made up. A lot of people are saying that President Trump is going to pardon himself to avoid going to jail. Some of them even want the Congress to pass a law saying that he can't pardon himself. They aren't saying what his crimes are, but they'll find them. Some of them say that Robert Mueller needs to tell the American people that there was collusion with the Russians and the president, and that he should be arrested and put into prison. And some are simply saying that it's enough that he's Donald Trump, and that he's been mean, and his tweets are insensitive. And that alone is enough of a crime to put him away forever. If there was ever a consensus about anything in the Democratic Party, it's that President Trump should be in jail. They all agree on that. Al Sharpton said just the other day that not only should Trump be put into prison, but his children too, and even his associates. If you have ever shaken his hand at one of his rallies, you should go to jail. Every major network and every newspaper and magazine believe it too. And if they can't find a real crime to put him away, they'll invent one. Their hatred is beyond belief. And I thought they were the party of compassion. Joe Biden will say over and over that he doesn't want to punish Donald Trump, but he'll celebrate every investigation. And behind the scenes, he'll be encouraging them too. He'll be encouraging all of the investigations by the DOJ and the FBI and state attorney generals too. Maybe he'll bring back James Comey and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Andrew McCabe. They can help. That'll make a lot of people on the left very happy. And they could put Christopher Steele in charge of gathering evidence against President Trump, and even Hillary Clinton and Adam Shifty Schiff, too. This could be the dream team of how to falsify evidence. The biggest threat to President Trump being re-elected in 2024 is that the left will do everything in their power to put him in jail, whether it's justified or not. And when you hear Joe Biden say that he doesn't want any investigations, he's lying. Not only does he want these investigations, he needs them. Nothing could be worse for Joe Biden than to have Donald Trump dogging his every move in the media. Joe Biden needs adoration, not criticism. And with Trump behind bars, it would be adoration 24-7 from the media. So watch your back, President Trump. You better have a lot of good lawyers on retainer just waiting to defend you. Joe Biden says he doesn't want to go after you, but if he ever gets the chance, you're toast. We need you on the outside, Mr. President, giving interviews and holding rallies and making the lives of the media and liberals miserable. So be careful out there.